Bamboo, it's an incredible blessing to many people around the world providing shelters of every type and kind. But left unattended, it can cause an absolute plague situation. Why is that? These shoots behind me, they haven't been harvested. Soon they will grow a flower, then fruit. The fruit drops to the ground and provides nourishment for every type of rodent. The rodent population expands. Soon the fruit is gone and the rodents head out to the villages and all the crops of the villagers. They eat everything up and what ensues at that point is a famine. What an incredible cycle of bamboo. On our way to the country of Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, we came across a bamboo plywood factory. They actually make plywood here, ship it out all over the Far East. $40 a sheet for a four by six piece. We're going to check out the rest of the factory now. Fortunately, bamboo only flowers every 30 to 35 years. Around the Bay of Bengal, there is what is called a mass flowering. This mass flowering happens without any apparent environmental cause. It is like a built-in alarm clock that goes off universally within the species. When this happens, the adult bamboo dies. This devastates the crop, and for a time, the people are left without building supplies, and the rodents flourish on the fruit. Not only do the rats eat all available food, but they also carry dangerous diseases. Bamboo has some amazing qualities. For one, it is the fastest growing plant on earth. It has been clocked surging skyward as fast as 47.6 inches in a 24-hour period. It can also reach maximal growth rate which exceeds 40 inches per hour for short periods of time. When treated, bamboo forms a very hard wood, which is both lightweight and exceptionally durable. Bamboo harvested for wood is four to seven years old. Bamboo has long been used in construction and is now being made into plywood and quickly gaining popularity. Because bamboo grows so quickly and matures in only a few years, it is a very eco-friendly building material. First, the harvested bamboo poles are split in half and the channels are cleaned by hand and fed through a planer that strips it down to its tough outer fibers. These strips are then dried in the sun, split by hand in the desired width and woven into mats. These mats are scorched, burning off any loose hair-like fibers. Then any remaining loose ends are trimmed in preparation for the press. The mats are laid one on top of the other with a coating of glue, hydraulically pressed and put into a drying oven. Once dry, the edges are trimmed and coated. Finally, the surface is sealed and stained, ready for shipment. A construction material for centuries is now repurposed for modern homes. Experiences have 
testified that the uniqueness of the Adventist world radio, numbers of Buddhist monks, ministers of other denominations have joined seven Adventist church because of Voice of Hope programs. The programs have penetrated to the southern tip cities, namely the Way, Beng, and Kotong. Rakai people in the Bangladesh border, the Chins in the Indian border, Putao and Machanbo in the northernmost part of Myanmar. Those places are inaccessible by other means except by radio programs. No walls, no borders, no limits. Adventist World Radio has reached the unreached people. Shadings, even Myanmar inmates inside the Thai prison walls. My name is Desmond. My name and current name is Dermy Moore. I am a current speaker. One of my best listeners is South Akle. He's from the Delta region and he's very interested in this AWR program. After listening to the ADR program, South Akle gave his heart to God. We received a letter from Pastor Nampi, which is a pastor from another other denomination, sending a letter that he likes AWR very much and is interested in the program. Pastor Nampi, he wanted to know about the Sabbath. At present, he cannot accept the Seventh-day Sabbath. He said that the Sabbath, the Seventh-day Sabbath, is for the Jews, it's not for the modern Christians. And he asked, why are we always talking about the Sabbath? So I have responded about twice to his uh, questions, and I have explained that Jesus and the disciples and the apostles in the New Testament days kept the Sabbath. And so the Sabbath is also very important for the modern Christians. And after that, he hasn't responded to my reply yet. Because of a young man named Saul Lala, we are now able to organize a company in this place. Because of God's Holy Spirit working through ADPR radio program, we are able to lead these people to know Christ. And so I'm very happy that we could be part of this program and spread the word of God to these unexpected and unreached areas. In the chain program, the listeners not only come from Myanmar, but they come from other countries like India also. In our Chin tribe, about 99% are Christians. But the SDA church has a very minority group. The main problem is the Sabbath. They are always asking, why do we keep the Sabbath and emphasize on the Sabbath? And also, I have received a lot of responses from listeners saying, that they accept the Sabbath message. So God is still working amongst our people. I have a lot of interesting letters with me. But one of the most interesting letters is written by a little girl with a Buddhist background. As she listens to the Bible stories, she has never seen a Bible. And so she says she wants to see a Bible. She wanted to know about the Seventh-day Sabbath also because the Buddhists also keep a Sabbath 
And so she explained about her Buddhist habit, as well as she wanted to know about the Seventh Day Sabbath. And so I responded to her and told her about the Seventh Day Sabbath. And in another letter, she wanted to know about Jesus. And one gentleman also sent a letter saying that he's a regular listener of the BBC program. But one night, as he was trying to tune into the BBC program, he was only getting AWR program. And so he, were, he got quite frustrated at first. But later on, as he couldn't tune into the BBC program, he decided to listen to AWR Myanmar program. And later on, he said it was very interesting and he liked the program very much. Sometimes you get about 10 letters from Buddhists and other denominations asking a lot of questions. Most of our listeners come from the border areas and at present we have been able to organize two churches due to AWR Chin program. Every month we receive normally about six or seven letters. As I go through these letters, I notice that this ADWR program is very important and very essential for the work in Myanmar. Through the radio waves of AWR, God is reaching people around the world. We'd like to offer you an edition of Making Waves. It's four of our episodes brought to you from around the world. God speaking to hearts, the hearts of the listeners of AWR, exciting stories. We hope that you'll share those with friends and neighbors, acquaintances, anyone you come in contact with. Join us to Make Waves. It's completely free. Right now, the information's on your screen. For your free, no-obligation DVD, write to Adventist World Radio, 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904, or call 1-866-503-3531, or log on to www.awr.org slash mwdvd. Be sure to request offer number 10. That number again is 1-866-503-3531. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1,000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. Now, in this area where we are right now, the government has put up representations of every village. Every tribe. Every tribe. Every tribe, yes. Yeah. Is, is everybody a tribe within the country? No, I mean, mostly, there's yes. mostly tribes. Mostly, yeah. What distinguishes a tribe from just living in the city? Well, you see, there are 14 states and divisions in the country. And in each state, they, are, they have their distinct tribes there. The Karen people make up approximately 7% of the total Burmese population of 47 million people. They live mostly in the hilly eastern border region of Burma, 
primarily in Karen State, bordering Thailand. It is estimated that there are about 7 million in Myanmar and another 400,000 in Thailand. And they are by far the largest of the hill tribes. Their ancestry is not clear. Generally, it is believed that they are originally from Tibet and were Tibetan refugees. Their folk history speaks of them as orphans who lost their writing system after God handed it down to them. But we'll have it returned one day by visitors from a faraway land. Apparently, when they first came in contact with Christian missionaries, many of them thought that this promise of their history had finally been fulfilled. Is there any tribe that was, has been Christian for a long time here, or everybody pretty much Buddhist and Hindu and Muslim? Or? Well, mostly uh, Christians are from the Chin and Karen tribe. Now I noticed in, uh, in town there's a, a, a Muslim and uh, every, about every religious group just right in one spot. It seems, is this true? It seems like in a lot of places they're almost joining together. In their, in their beliefs and worship? No, it's not that. There's a lot of division amongst There is quite a bit of division. Now I know that this is not the typical location where we would have met, but because of unrest, it seems, uh, and security reasons, we had to meet in, in a tourist spot. Okay. But it is a good location because right behind me is a house like you do live in, in the, in the Karen tribe, is that correct? Yes. And you have the typical dress of the, the Karen tribe. So is this just one piece, one long piece, or is it sewn together so you, you gather it up, or do you wrap it around you? Now, Andrew, you've always been a Christian, apparently. You, you were raised as a Christian. And then you became a pastor. Is that uh, correct? How long were you a pastor? During that 10 years, was that a, that was a good experience you had in the Lord? Then you shared with me a little earlier today as we were coming here, you told me that you had a real problem, that something happened to your relationship. Why was that problem? Did you, did you quit having a, a relationship with the Lord? Is that, is that what happened? So you were carrying out the actions, but you'd quit studying, quit praying, but you were still ministering to other people, but without the Spirit? So you had this unfortunate relationship with another woman. What happened then? So obviously that wasn't the end of your life because you're here. Tell us some of the story. What happened? 
So the, the father calling the prodigal son, come, come back. One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories in the face of death. Another, radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country, these and many other stories. It's simple. Just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go. Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait. Log on now to www.awr.org storybook. AWR is Frontline Mission Radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, animists, or no belief at all. God is using the radio waves of AWR to successfully call and prepare a people for His soon return. But the work is not finished. Your help is needed. There are still so many who must hear this precious message of hope. Please partner with us today so others can hear and rejoice in the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope that you and I have already found. Your gift of love will mean so much to so many. If you would like to financially partner with us or would like additional information, our toll-free number is 866-503-503. 3531 Harry Marshall, who was among the first missionaries to study the Karen in great depth, says that over 200 folk stories have been preserved through oral history. Despite that preservation of their history, it is still debated as to where and when they originated. Although most writers now claim Burma to be their ancestral home, many have pointed to some of their oral history suggesting that their true origin is China. The different Karenic subgroups historically have not recognized each other as belonging to the same group until very recently. Their languages and dialects are not spoken or understood by each other, and none have a collective term for all the Karen subgroups. Even their languages have eluded linguistic classification until they were finally classified as a branch of their own, namely Karenic. In fact, the term Karen itself was considered a derogatory term in Burma until Christian missionaries brought respect to it in the late 18th century. Hello, hello, you were feeling like your life, you, you were cast out of the, the ministry and, and problems, but all of a sudden you find AWR and you listen to the voice of hope, then what? 
now, did you just find a doctrine and that gave you peace, or did you find much more than that? So you began studying again and praying again and found a relationship with Jesus again. I can see by the light in your eyes and the smile on your face that you're excited about this. I mean, it's, it's so great because you're just radiating that. Most people know the Karen people from television documentaries, magazines, encyclopedias as the Long Neck or Giraffe Tribe. My wife Janine and I were fortunate enough to have visited one of their villages some years ago on the Thai side of the border. To our surprise, many of them spoke English and good English. They shared with us that this had happened because of early missionaries. Of course, one cannot meet and talk with them without asking about the rings on their necks. Well, at least I couldn't. They were happy to share their reality behind this ancient tradition. The appearance of a longer neck is a visual illusion. The weight of the rings pushes down on the collarbone as well as the upper ribs to such an angle that the collarbone actually appears to be part of the neck. And not every Karen lady wears the rings. We discovered that only the girl babies born on Wednesdays, when a full moon is in progress, actually are the chosen ones to receive the rings. According to one lady we talked with, it's a great and uncomfortable burden. Her greatest desire would be to have them removed, but she, like others, are trapped in ancient cultural practices. There are many different accounts of why they practice this bizarre custom. One of their own mythologies explained that it is done to prevent tigers from biting them. Today, this proud people face a variety of problems, including poverty, disease, cultural change, and a lack of opportunities. The Karen in Burma have suffered oppression at the hands of successive regimes for decades. Forced resettlement and labor, incarceration, denial of political representation and citizenship status rights, among other human rights violations, have led thousands of Karen to move into Thailand. Now I notice the roof here, it looks like it has leaves on it, uh, and then they're lashed down. They're made out of wood. And the wood is bamboo, is that right? Okay, so they're strong. <laughs> so tell me, how many rooms do they usually have? One room, so they're normally quite small. Yes, okay. Well, it's a very lovely house. I think it's time for us to go and find the others. Thank you very much. I guess it's, we better go now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So, Takley, 
This is Andrew. Andrew. Nice to meet you, Andrew. So this was your friend that uh, began listening to the radio with you. Tell us a little about that. ตัวเราโหอายุเนี่ยรีดูหน้าท่องเนาะตัวแลไม่หนีไหนไม่หนีไหนเนาะดิฐานะจะตัวหลาเลยหลาไปเนาะฐานะจะอภัยเสียแล
For those of you with a computer, you can log on to www.awr.org. Thank you for watching. Please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves.